compete every day, man. His spirit, I find it hard to be matched. Toughness, enthusiasm. Welcome back to the Pro Football Jokes podcast. We have been on a little hiatus. Uh, you know, Super Bowl. Uh, a couple of us, you know, had COVID and stuff. So, uh, you know, we took a little break. Uh, much well deserved because uh, we've been working really hard. Um, especially, you know, our unpaid intern here, he's like almost earned himself a paycheck. He was so close to writing an article that, you know, he needed a break. Uh, but he's back on, on the show now. How are you doing, Reeb? Doing good. It's been, it's been too long, but now with free agency picking up and the draft right around the corner, I think it's, uh, as good a time as any to jump back into it and talk some football. Yeah, I can't wait to hear your analysis of the top offensive lineman in the draft. Um, <laughs> but we'll get to that later. Uh, also, here we have Pep the Chep. How you doing? Uh, to be honest, I'm a little nervous because we've taken such a long hiatus. I'm trying to remember how to do a podcast right now. So hopefully I don't let our fans down, our millions of fans. Yeah, we came and learned our podcasting website has completely changed. Um at least in appearance. So it's very confusing for us, uh, but we're, we're figuring it out. Um, what's also changed is uh, the landscape of the NFL with a lot of people moving teams, a lot of different, uh, I mean, a different hierarchy in the NFL. Um, so why don't we get into it? Um, first, I, I wanted to start um, talking about our, our favorite teams um, you know, Pep and I are big football team fans. Um, but Reed, why don't you start with your team, the Bengals, and what you think of their free agency moves? <laughs> so, um, I had a lot of high hopes going into it. Um, you know, dreams of Joe Tooney, you know, maybe even the one in a million shot of giving, getting Trent Williams, just, just anything to get Bobby Hart out of Cincinnati, um, which did eventually end up happening. But that, that first day where the, uh, the legal tampering started, uh, that was a rough day where just right off the bat, immediately Kevin Zeitler signs with the Ravens for a pretty reasonable deal. Uh, that was somebody I thought maybe they'd, you know, want to bring back. He, arguably one of the better linemen on the giants last year. And it just seemed like it would work. Just bring him back on a, you know, normal deal. Don't overpay, but I guess they uh, just didn't want him at all. Um, and then to just constantly be teased that Carl Lawson was going to come back just to get the notification on my phone that the Jets signed him. And then <laughs> 30 minutes later, get a arguably worse defensive end for uh, about the same deal um you know less guaranteed money which seems to be what mike brown likes he doesn't he doesn't want to make sure his players will have money um but yeah, well, he I knows he's uh, he's probably gonna make a mistake with most of these players so yeah let's give himself the option to, to get out with uh, less losses it makes sense the only so my opinion of the Bengals free agency has kind of gotten better as the time has gone on. Um, Cause I can understand that Carl Lawson had his limitations just size wise, you know, he wasn't going to be good against the run. Um, 
and that was something that the Bengals really struggled with last year. So I understand wanting to get bigger on the edge. Um, and then adding Ogunjobi as well. I mean, he's not going to blow you away, but I personally think he's been solid for the Browns. And, you know, <laughs> we got to yeah. replace Gino and whoever the hell else was playing defensive tackle last year. So, um, and then I like the secondary signings. Um, you know, Uzie and uh, who else did we get? Ricardo Allen, Mike, Mike, Mike Hilton. Hilton. Yeah, it's a weird one to now cheer for a former Steeler, but, um, <laughs> you know, we'll forgive him. And uh, Trey Waynes comes back, hopefully from injury, uh, gets to play a full season. And <laughs> the entire starting uh, corner core for the Bengals is going to be brand new this year. So that'll be fun. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like the Bengals, like initial free agency was basically just replacing players that left. Like you replaced Carl yeah. Lawson with Trey Hendrickson. You yeah. replaced uh, Mackenzie Alexander and William Jackson with Awuzie and Mike Hilton. And then you yeah. replaced Geno Atkins with Larry Oak and Joby. Um, but you did make a couple offensive linemen signing. I feel like you had Riley Reef and Quentin Spain, which I think are. I think that's good. Yeah. I mean, I like, Quentin Spain last year, especially considering he came in on like I think they signed him on a Friday and then he was playing the next yeah. Sunday. So he like got the glance at the playbook. Um and I do think uh I do think it'll be better now with um oh gosh, I'm blanking on our O line coach's name. But just as long as it's not Jim Turner, um I do think it'll be better. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't think they got worse by any means. I think it all no. solidifies them addressing the offensive line through the draft. But see, everything I've seen, I mean we can get to the draft later, but I'm he like every you know, rumors that I'm seeing is that they aren't gonna go offensive line in the draft. Yeah, I, I mean I could see that I mean Riley Reef is an okay tackle. He's not like great, but he's not like gonna kill you. <laughs> he's um, not Bobby so. Hart. Yeah, he's he, he can he, he can start at right tackle, he can start at left tackle, he can start at guard. So he's like a versatile um, player. So if he has to be you know a depth guy or if he has to start, then I think that's that's a good signing. Um, I'm, I don't think that precludes them from drafting the offensive lineman, but if no, they don't, I'm, then yeah. they're not like dead in the water um, until yeah, everybody gets hurt and we. Week five. Yeah, that's what I'm like. The depth. Yeah, I mean, you're getting right back into one injury, and then Michael Jordan's playing on the line again. One injury, Billy Price is snapping the football and being knocked on his ass. It's just, I I know they they love uh, Chase and Burrow has even come out and like it's rumored that he wants them to get Chase, but uh, I <laughs> just advise him to look at his knees and just. Yeah, he needs protection. Yeah, because protecting your franchise not. quarterback is probably <laughs> a good idea. Um, but anyway, speaking of franchise quarterbacks, uh, let's talk about the football team who signed a uh, franchise quarterback in free agency, right? Oh. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, I I was going to talk about the football team and do quarterback last, but we can talk about it first. I mean, <laughs> You and I both wanted to be in the Matt Stafford sweepstakes. We wanted to be in the De- Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. And, um, you know, we Don't went and signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> uh, and that's kind of 
characteristic of how our free agency has been so far. We're not buying the most expensive drink at the bar. We're just kind of buying what we're comfortable with and what we want. And if a lot of those guys are former Panthers, fine. Uh, we we lost a great cornerback in Ronald Darby. He was really good for us last season. And then we uh, stole William Jackson from the Bengals. Um, so I'm really excited to see that one play out. And then we just got a lot of depth uh, so far in free agency, even down to Lamar Miller today. Um, but I really like the signings of Adam Humphreys and Curtis Samuel. Uh, they're, they're both going to be really fun to watch in Scotty Turner's offense, I think, in year two of Scotty calling plays for us. So, um, yeah, I'm sure Brandon Sheriff wanted that long-term deal, but we tagged him. And uh, it, it just kind of keeps all the options open for the draft. I, I really like these conservative moves they're making and just kind of keeping the team as is, as much as they can. I mean, you're a playoff uh, team. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't say tell you how much I've loved the football team's free agency so far. Um, I, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick was easily my favorite signing. Like um, one year, ten million dollar deal um, can go up to twelve million, but that's a pretty good deal for a guy who I think has been like a top fifteen quarterback over the past couple of years easily. Um, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick has been really underrated. Like everybody talks about him like, oh yeah, he's going to have those big games, but then he's going to have like those four interception games, but he hasn't had those in, in a little while. Uh, not at least not when he was on the dolphins, didn't have any of those games really. Um, he played really well. It's clearly better than Tua last year. He led the dolphins, uh, to some wins. Um, I think I'm very excited. I think, Terry McLaurin is going to have a monster season with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I love Curtis Samuel and Adam Humphreys as some, some depth at receiver. Now we actually have some other options. Um, Cam Sims played fairly well last year, but I don't, I don't think he's like a great number two receiver. Um, now him being the number three or four, that's uh, it, that's, I feel a little bit better about that. And Curtis Samuel, uh, I do think it's, it's a little bit expensive, but considering like what receivers have gotten in the past, I don't think it's, it's too much at all. Um, you know, way less than what Sammy Watkins got a couple of years ago, not this year, but um, assuming I, I, he comes in as a wide receiver too, I, I'm fine with that deal for sure. Three I years plus 34 million. I think he's clearly a wide receiver too. I mean, who who else would be the wide receiver too? With, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be this question mark between Steven or Cam Sims. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It brings a little bit of peace of mind to, I think, every football team fan, if you've really been following his career. Yeah, and William Jackson also, I think, is a very good signing. Um, I I like signing him to a multi-year deal. Like, I, we could have, like, what we did with Ronald Darby last year was great. We got him on a very cheap deal, and he played really well for us but then you know it was a one-year deal and then obviously he wanted to get paid after he played really well so it's just kind of it's a less risky move to sign him for a one-year deal but just not not as much payoff um so giving him you know giving him a sizable payout but not like a crazy amount uh gives us some chance to retain him on a cheaper option if he plays really well which 
he has the potential to. He had like a great rookie year and you know, has dealt with some injuries and been inconsistent at times. But uh, overall, a good player, I think. Yeah, and he he will benefit from our defensive line and uh, linebacking core if we can address that in the draft a little bit. Uh, I, and and we have two great safeties in Cam Curl and Landon Collins. So, uh, you know, I, I'm really excited about the back half and I honestly wouldn't mind, you know, I know we're talking free agency, but I, I still wouldn't mind if we even used a first rounder on the defense. Um, I was, I was talking to Alex about how much I liked Micah Parsons, even though he probably won't slide to 19. I was say, that's a, it's yeah. a stretch, but you know, um, with, with these signings to the wide receivers and just keeping most of the team together, I don't feel as inclined to like eat up the, uh, Kadarius Tony, you know, projection to us at 19. I don't like Kadarius Tony. Spoiler yeah, I- alert for the Tony <laughs> section. Yeah, I think our tackle is our biggest need, um, in my opinion. So, I mean, that if we can find a way to get get a good one then in the draft, then that would be my preference. But you know, ultimately, you want to get a guy who's going to be a good player. So uh, that that's kind of the main goal. If we draft the tackle is just terrible, then uh, that doesn't really help us. So uh, don't want to pull draft another Cedric Obwehi, uh and Reed knows how that. That yeah. goes, so it'll put your franchise back just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, would, would like that. Um, I, I, I agree. Pep linebacker is a place we could use some help or just that depth anywhere, you know, corner is still a little bit shaky for us, but, um, got some, some solid players there. Um, and you know, I, I don't think another, weapon receiver tight end would hurt either um but i think we're pretty covered there too so again tackle definitely our biggest need uh, in my opinion yeah it is unfortunate that the football team i mean i'd rather have ryan fitzpatrick than andy dalton at this point but it feels like they're almost in a bears like situation where the team overall i mean it's, it's pretty solid but it's just you kind of need that quarterback to really take you over the top and make you into contenders. I legitimately think Ryan Fitzpatrick can do that. Um, you you think he's going to start all the games this year? Like I, if you had to put it at an over-under, what would you say the over-under would be for For games started for Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'd yeah. say like, like mm, 12 and a half. Really? You I'm going to put it at 8 or 9. I would, yeah, I would go around eight or nine, just well, injury-wise. I'd take the over on that. I mean, he hasn't been, like, super injury-prone. He's usually the one coming in for other people getting injured. That's, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, so, I mean. He it, does take a lot of hits, so, I mean. It's weird because it's the first time, maybe in a very, very long time, where I kind of like, I, I like something about every single quarterback in that room now. I like I like a lot of things about Heineke. I like a lot of things about Kyle Allen. And I like a lot of things about Ryan Fitzpatrick. So it'll be a fun offseason to watch and just see 
you know, how this quarterback battle pans out. Uh, I would definitely put my money on Fitzpatrick winning the battle, but it's, it's going to be interesting. I do think he'll start, but let's just say the worst happens and the football team is losing at the start of the season. Like at what point do you think they pull the plug and be like, all right, put in Heineke. Well, with Rivera, his, his patience is very thin. So well, it depends how Fitz is playing. I don't think if, if Fitz is playing well, and we're even even for losing, I don't think he'll immediately make a switch. It it just depends. Um, if we're like zero and four, then maybe he he make a switch. Regardless, if unless Patrick is just lighting it up and somehow we're losing shoot. I I don't know. I just I don't see it happening that way. I, I the only way if if Fitzpatrick is throwing a bunch of picks, um. When we're losing games, then then he'll make a switch after four or five weeks. But he, he'd have to play pretty poorly, and I don't think he's. I don't think we've seen any evidence that he's going to do that over the past couple of years. And I think Alex, you brought up a great point: is with Fitzpatrick being the starter, uh, fantasy owners of McLaurin are going to be in love because that's that's a great just duo. That's a match made in heaven. Was was Haskins on the Ohio State team with Curtis Samuel and McLaurin? He was on with McLaurin. Uh, not sure about Samuel. Yeah, um, I think he was on with Curtis Samuel. Um, I, I believe so. I, he might have he might have started the year after Curtis Samuel went to the NFL. Can't remember for sure. I know he was only the quarterback for one year, but I couldn't remember if they were both there. Yeah. I mean, right. But he, I think he was still on the team, but I don't think he. I mean, yeah. Um, he didn't play. Right. He's just not going to play now either. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. He doesn't even get to be on the team with these guys this time. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, all right, why don't we move on to some other teams? Uh, why don't we start with a team that you guys think uh, did did well for themselves in free agency, um, other than the football team? Um, Reed, would you like to start? A uh, team that did well? Yes. That's what we're going for right now? That uh, is. <laughs> I'll go with the... I mean, can I include like trades and stuff? Yeah. Sure. If so, that makes it pretty pretty easy. I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins. Um, I mean, I think they pulled off just a beautiful trade when you think about it. Um, going from four to 12 to six, you pretty much added an extra first round pick and second round pick, I believe, to go back three spots and likely still end up with either the person that you wanted to pick or someone comparable. So like if they wanted chase and we picked chase, they could still get Waddle, Devonte Smith. I, I thought when you said uh, trades, I thought you were excited about the, the dolphins trading for Isaiah Wilson. That was like a big, that, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, the win there is that they traded, they got rid of a second round, seventh round picked, and then they got rid of Isaiah Wilson. <laughs> so, um, yep. Yeah. That's a, we were just talking about Haskins. That was a Haskins level fall from grace. Um, yeah. But I do think bringing in Will Fuller, it solidifies their wide receiver room. 
Um, it'll be interesting with him and Devontae Parker and whoever else they have at wide receiver. Mac Hollins, I see on this screen. <laughs> yeah, get... um, we'll see what happens with like um, with some of their other receivers. Uh, they they had had a couple guys opt out last year. Um, I, I guess Devontae Parker and Will Fuller are pretty. I, I'm a very big Will Fuller fan. Devontae Parker, not as much, but as a number two, I think he's definitely a very good number two. Um, Will Fuller will see if he can actually play a full season. Thought he was going to do it last year, really did. And then turns out he needed <laughs> performance enhancing drugs to do so. Yeah. Well, they um, stopped him from getting hurt, so that's that's something. Hmm. But I do wonder. I mean, I don't think it's going to be the case at this point. But I did wonder before they traded back up to six if they were just trying to accumulate draft capital to potentially you know, make a move at Deshaun Watson, but now there's probably, what is it now? 20 was, reasons to not go after Deshaun Watson. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I think it was, it was something like that. Yeah. Not great. Um, but it is interesting for them to trade for Isaiah Wilson and then release him when then also trade back and potentially, you know, take yourself out of the running for Panay Sewell, but maybe they think Rashawn Slater is just as good. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, there, there are a couple of good, good potential tackles or, you know, where, whatever they think, whatever they want. Um, there, there are a few places they could go in the draft. Um, Pep, do you have a team you think did, did well for themselves in free agency? Yeah, and this is going to be a surprise because I don't usually tout this team. I don't think I have on this podcast before, but I'm going to say the Patriots had a really good free agency. Um, you know, I think it's the first time this century, and I'm not trying to joke around, This the first time this century where Bill Belichick's really cashed out and really went after guys with money. Um, obviously, guys... Well, uh, always- uh, wait, I, this, I'd say this... Uh- you know, back in 2007, he definitely did it. Yeah, yeah, when he went true. For Randy Moss and, and them, but not since then, I don't think. I, I like the move of sticking with Cam. Uh, they retained James White, which is a huge part of that offense. And then uh, they got Nelson Aguilar, who kind of got a bounce back, a career bounce back uh, last season. Um, and then they got Kendrick Bourne on a three year deal, $22 million. So they added two wide receivers to that room who aren't quite elite, but they're they're pretty good. And then at at the same time, they added two of the game's better tight ends in Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. And yeah, that costs a little bit of money, but the Patriots had the money to shell out. Then they got Trent Brown in a trade with the Raiders. Um, so they just bolstered their line. And gosh, I'm going down this list, and they have so many guys they're bringing back. Kyle Van Noy's making a little comeback to New New England. Uh, a lot of people are following uh, Matt Patricia back there. Um, yeah, Jalen Mills playing for him. Jalen Mills <laughs> is is coming to the Patriots. So I I like what they've done, and um, that could probably bring us into just the whole AFC East. I, I really like what every single team in the AFC East has done in free agency. They haven't lost anybody crucial. And they are just retaining their best players. 
Uh, the Bills got Mitch Trubisky, so they won. And um, <laughs> I, I, no, even the Jets, even down to the Jets, I, I, I like gonna, what I was every AFC East team has done. The Jets, I think, got substantially better, especially on defense. Yeah, I, I think uh, there have definitely been some nice moves in the AFC East. I wasn't, you know, as I think the Patriots did what they had to do because they really had just no weapons last year, um, and they had to sign some people. But that's a little strange that like they're giving Kendrick Bourne more money than like Will Fuller's making. Um, so it's uh, a little weird there, um, but but I guess they they needed receivers, they needed tight ends. I like the duo of Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. They're two talented tight ends. Um, I, I don't know; they've quite lived up to their potential t- at this point. But um, I think the Patriots can unlock that. The only question is, you know, can Cam Newton do it? Uh, I think. They're, the Patriots are going to have, a, have still have a great offensive line. Even losing Joe Thune, um they have uh, my, they drafted Michael Wenu last year, who was who was awesome. Um, he played tackle, guard. Um, I think he played a little bit of center. Um, so he was all over the line, played well everywhere. So I think now he'll take uh, take Tooney's spot, and Trent Brown will shift over there to right tackle. Uh, and they'll have a great offensive line again. Um, they made a few signings in the front seven, which there was their other weak spot. Um, Matt Judon, Kyle Van Noy, those are definitely great signings. And obviously they'll get all their, well, hopefully get all their guys who were, who opted out last year back. Um, so definitely a big improvement for the Patriots. I do not disagree with that at all. Um yeah, the only question is for me is the quarterback is, you know, can they, is Cam or whoever they, or if they draft somebody in that person, uh, able to elevate this team to, you know, compete for a Super Bowl because that's what the Patriots expect. If they're not doing that, then it's sort of a lost season for the Patriots. I mean, they, they, yeah, you know they they got they got a few wins last like I mean they got a, had a decent year last year didn't make the playoffs so it seems like they were just like had like a two and fourteen year for the Patriots. So yeah, and and, and I mean their offense last year was all designed runs. Like any touchdown I saw from the Patriots was a designed Cam run up the middle. Yeah. And I was like these poor people. Like Cam, he all he has is Nikhil Harry and. uh what was number 16, Jacoby Myers? Yep. I mean, so even just bringing in Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, like that, that's a major upgrade. And for sure, just get some depth there. And um, I, I don't want to, dare I say this, but like the Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith thing feels like a poor man's uh, Gronk and Aaron Hernandez when they sign them both to long deals at the same time. So they, I mean, they, like Johnny Smith is just going to like beat somebody up instead of, uh, I knew it was coming. Somebody. I knew it was coming. Oh my I knew God. It was coming. <laughs> no, but to have two of the better tight ends in the game lining up on each side, that's definitely what Josh McDaniels wants. And, um, I think it could help cam too, especially with all of his shoulder injuries. Exactly. So I, I don't think this team is going to have to rely on, the power run as much the quarterback draw or you know 
Uh, and I don't know what the Raiders were thinking trading Trent Brown away, but that's definitely helpful on that offensive line as Cam got sacked a lot last season. Was it just a cap casualty or did they like they wanted to get rid of him? Well, actually, no, they traded him, right? Yeah, they traded him. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think we're all in agreement that the Patriots did well for themselves. Um, I I am going to go with um, for my team that did well. Uh, I'm going to go with um, the uh, Minnesota Vikings. I I like what they did because um, their defense was very weak last year, uh, especially for Mike Zimmer defense. Um, he's used to having one of the best defenses in the league. Um, and the biggest issue was their secondary. They bring in, um, Patrick Peterson obviously has taken a step back, especially last year, did not play all that well. Um, but I, I think if anybody can revive his career, it's Mike Zimmer. He knows how to work with, with defensive backs. That's been like his strongest point um, up until last year uh, where he he couldn't really work with what he had. And really the year before too, because Xavier Rhodes had compl- completely fall, fell off that year. And now he's doing well with the Colts. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe Mike Zimmer's just lost his touch. But I think uh, – I think he can uh, bring have have a bounce back for help Patrick Peterson bounce back is what I'm trying to say, uh, and also brought back Mackenzie Alexander who was uh, who was good for the Vikings when he was there, you know, two years ago, um, and uh, also I think a quiet signing was uh, Dalvin Tomlinson from the from the Giants. Um, he's been a very strong defensive tackle for them. Um, and just, you know, a solid starter for them, where they really had nobody at defensive tackle last year. Um, and they should get Michael Pierce back, too, uh, who opted out last year. So uh, I think a, a stronger defensive line, hopefully Daniel Hunter's healthy. Um, I, I just like what they're what they're doing with their defense. Um, didn't really add much on offense, but uh, I, don't, I don't think they needed too much there. They will need to address the offensive line because they lost – they lost Riley Reef and don't didn't really have the best offensive line to begin with, so that'll be something they should have addressed in the draft. Nothing like starting some rookies. <laughs> it always works out. <laughs> I mean, it did this year for tackles. True. Except for Andrew Thomas. Yeah, he figured <laughs> it out. Yeah, he definitely played a lot better towards the end of the year. Um, but, uh, yeah, there were a lot of, a lot of good tackles. Um, uh, Isaiah Wilson was uh, another one, who, uh, <laughs> out so well. um, but I guess he didn't start. So, <laughs> <laughs> even though I think that was their plan, but yeah, it's whatever. Um, all right. Well, those are the teams that we think, um, uh, had good free agencies. Why don't we, um, talk about some teams that we think were not so good. Um, so, Reeb, why don't you uh, give your first team that you think? Uh... Uh, I'm completely prepared for this to blow up in my face um, around like October when they're, you know, winning games. But I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers just based off of how much they've lost due to 
retirement and free agency um, and also what they've kept in Ben Roethlisberger because I don't know if Steelers fans actually want Ben Roethlisberger to stay. Um, <laughs> granted, they don't really have an option besides him, but it's just kind of this. Dwayne Haskins, dude, what are you talking oh about? <laughs> it's just kind of this slow, sad decline of um, probably one of the greatest quarterbacks in their franchise. I would say so. He's won two Super Bowls for him. But I, it's going to be tough. You got to replace the production from Bud Dupree, as well as, you know, you lost. Uh, who's the offensive lineman that retired? Who's it, Villanueva? Uh, yeah, Villanueva retired. Yeah, you lost Villanueva. You lost Matt Filer. You lost Mike Hilton, mm-hmm. Stephen Nelson. Mar- Marquis Pouncey retired. I think Villanueva. Okay. Um, I think Villanueva is still a free agent. Uh, okay. But they now have some pretty sizable holes. Um, I think they're just unfortunately one of the most competent franchises, though. So I have full confidence that they're going to be able to like figure it out either through the draft or just smart free agency signings. But I think next year for them could be uh, a bit of a, a fall down to earth. Yeah. They really didn't, didn't add too much of anything. Uh, I, they brought in Joe Haig to help fill that offensive line hole. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know what they're, uh, plan is the offensive line is kind of falling apart. They're, def- they're losing a bunch of defensive players: Dupree, Hilton. Um, the, I mean, the, yeah, they're they're losing a lot, a lot right now. Um, I I did have to make sure when uh, the Bengals signed Mike Hilton, I had to make sure it wasn't the corner from the Steelers that like called Joe Burrow trash after the first game. And luckily, it's not that Stephen Nelson. So hopefully he doesn't find a job. Yeah. Well, uh, the Steelers, you know, kept Juju. So that's the, that's the most important thing. Yeah. I saw a thing that talked about how, I think it was just a Bleacher Report post that said, even though Juju's taken a like cut salary, he can still buy like seven Corvettes per game. And I'm like, all right, this is just stupid. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't need to make that public knowledge. Yeah, I hate him even more now. <laughs> yeah, well, now he can just be the number three receiver on the Steelers. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know what his plan, what Juju's plan is, because he just signed a one-year deal. I, I don't know. I think it was an awkward. It was an awkward signing, especially because like he made it very clear that he thought he wasn't going to be a Steeler anymore. And then it seemed like he kind of tested the market. And then it seemed like he just didn't have a market. So he came back on the one-year deal. And then after he signed, he decides to come out and say that he, like, had better deals that he could have taken. Yeah, Ravens were off me $20 million a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, something's not adding up there, man. But you do you. Yeah, you can just... Uh... You know, play video games for a living and just make TikToks and play video games. You'd make just as much money. Yeah. Well, 
Something for the Steelers. Yeah, I think the Steelers are in a bit of trouble next year, but who knows? They do seem to figure it out a lot. So maybe uh, maybe Big Ben's got something left in the tank. Uh, Pep, what do you think uh, as a team that did not do very well, in your opinion? Ooh, I I hate to do this and like kick a team while they're down, while their biggest fan isn't there, but uh, I'm going to have to go with the Detroit Lions hands down. <laughs> um, they took Jared Goff. They lost Matt Stafford. Yes, they got first-round picks, um, but past that, you lose your best receiver in Kenny Galladay, and then you try to replace him with Brashad Perriman and Tyrell Williams. Uh, past that, you get Michael Brockers from the Rams, which is okay. Like he's decent, but <laughs> that's like the funniest. That, just, that's the funniest one, though. Like, come on. He was like, he was like, <laughs> Matthew Stafford's clearly a step up from Jared Goff. <laughs> oh, I just, such a good joke. I. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know, guys. I, I, I feel bad because Jack's not here to defend them. But they, this has been a terrible, terrible free agency. Uh, and I'll run through the list for our, our listeners. Is They get Jared Goff. They lose Matt Stafford. They get Tim Boyle. Nice one, quarterback. Jamal Williams. Brashad Perriman. Jamal Williams. That's their best signing. But I don't understand it. You got DeAndre Swift. Josh Why? Hill, Charles Harris at defensive end, Romeo Aquara, uh, re-signed on a three-year deal worth $39 million. Uh, decent player. They get Michael Brockers. And then uh, they signed Randy Bullock. Yeah. Well, Hopefully he never needs to make any clutch kicks. Make sure he's got some... Uh, this got is some a, Gatorade in his system. This is a roster that got significantly worse. You want to hear their uh, the receivers they have on their roster? So Let's they hear have, it. <laughs> so they have um, Rashad Perriman and Tyrell Williams. Um, they have Geronimo Allison, who opted out last year. Um, then they have Khalif Raymond, Damian Ratley, Quentin Cephas, Tom Kennedy, and Victor, Victor Bolden. So I legitimately don't know half of those names. <laughs> well... That Cleef Raymond was a little bit of a deep threat for the Titans, so I guess he can kind of play that role. Damian Ratley sometimes played for the Browns when they were everybody was hurt, and I think that was like several years ago now. I don't, I don't remember when he played is recently. This, is this the worst team in the NFL? Uh, probably, honestly. Um, I mean, I don't know what their strength is right now. I guess running back is their strength, their biggest strong point with uh, Jamal yeah. Williams and DeAndre Swift. Is Carryon Johnson still in the team? That's why, does, that's why Jamal Williams doesn't make any sense to me. You got DeAndre Swift and Carryon Johnson. I mean, I, mean, I know they, I know they like, <laughs> just like, I know they died hate last him. year. He <laughs> <laughs> couldn't do anything. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, they, he's clearly on the outs with the Lions, I think. Um, you know, Dan it is my Campbell favorite signing, though. Smash Mouth football. <laughs> but they don't have a Smash Mouth running back. They got, like, 
two shifty pass catching backs. He just wanted Whoa. to see how Jared Goff might bite a kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not I, sure this team got significantly worse during free agency, and I just in that in that division, like I, I don't even see them being that competitive, even with the Bears. If you guys want to go to that team, yeah, I I agree. Um, uh, I mean, the Bears, I I think their free agency was pretty average. I, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but at least they kept Allen Robinson. Um, Shout out to their social media team for trolling their entire fan base (laughs) with a tweet of Andy Dalton in a Bears uniform that just says QB1. Yeah, that was was (laughs) awful. Hey, if I I was a Bears fan, that's, uh, I mean, honestly, one of the best quarterbacks they've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you think, I'm sorry to derail this bears talk but who do you think is like the new dalton who is the new dalton scale like jimmy uh, g no i wouldn't jimmy put it on jimmy g pretty close um i might say he's slightly slightly under yeah. um i guess if you're trading up to the number three pick you probably don't think you have a franchise quarterback yeah, I mean, the 49ers say that, you know, he's uh, still in their plans for their future. Sure. <laughs> I, you don't believe them, Reap? Watch them trade up just so they can get, like, Jamar Chase. Or- <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. I mean, uh, should we talk about this now? Let's, let's just let's just get into it. We can go back to free and see if we want. But um, I, I, the only weird thing about this is that it's you have to it's kind of seems like you don't have a plan if you trade up to number three and you don't know for sure who's going to be there like i think i mean it's sort of looking like zach wilson's going to go number two now based on what people are saying but i don't think we know for sure that yet i think trevor lawrence at number one is pretty much like 99 percent yeah that's (laughs) yeah but it's it's sort of weird to not not know for sure if your quarter the quarterback you want is going to be there. I'm assuming they, they want a quarterback. Yeah, because you got to like start playing so many mind games yeah. and just trying to convince the Jets and whoever else, like, oh, you don't know who we want. We're okay with any of them. <laughs> yeah. You know, Trey, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, you know, Zach Wilson. If he's there, you know, who knows. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and a lot of people are speculating that it could be Mac Jones that they want at number three. You did not need to trade up to number three to get Mac Jones. <laughs> no, right? I'm so hesitant on that Mac Jones talk just because, you, you right, like you said, Reeb, you don't need to trade up for that. And if you're really trading up to three because you believe in Mac Jones that much, I don't know what John Lynch and – Kyle Shanahan are doing over there. Mostly they've been pushing the right buttons, but I I just think this would be a huge mistake if they went Mac Jones or even Trey Lance. Trey Lance is coming in as a sophomore and we, well, personally for me as a football team fan, I've seen what a sophomore rookie quarterback can do (laughs) in Dwayne. (laughs) So uh, I, you know, if they believe in their guy, that's fine. But I, 
definitely believe Jimmy Garoppolo will be their starter next season. And um, outside of the injuries, uh, I, I know he's struggled a few times, but he's a great game manager. He runs that offense just how Kyle wants it. And uh, yeah, I, 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 it's a head scratcher for me, this whole situation. Uh the the only thing I will say to defend if they do take Mac Jones, which could just be complete bullshit, like they might just might be completely not interested in him and be trading up for Fields or Lance. Um, but I mean, none of us really know about these quarterbacks. I mean, I haven't really dug in yet. I need to do some more draft prep, but. Um, I, I think like there were a lot of talk about Justin Herbert last year and, you know, talking about saying he wasn't very good and that he shouldn't have gone as high as he did. And he went at number six and then he came and just completely lit it up. So, you know, Kyle Shanahan probably knows what he's doing. Maybe, I don't know. And nobody really knows, but if, if he's their guy, then go ahead and take him. If, if he's I as just... good as Justin Herbert, then I feel like worth it. We gotta have. I mean, maybe the Dwayne Haskins class was uh, that class was pretty bad at quarterback. But I just feel like there's been so many young quarterbacks coming out that are good. We're due for a stinker class. We're due for like an EJ Manuel, Geno Smith class. Yeah, and I I just don't know if like we're so desperate for quarterbacks now that like. Just anyone that can throw a slant is now a first-round pick. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there could be five quarterbacks in, like, the top ten this year. There could, could be, be one, four two, three, quarterbacks. Four, in, I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> I just – I guess based on recent history, I, I'm very hesitant about sophomore quarterbacks and SEC quarterbacks yep. and Ohio State quarterbacks. I know it's I know it's dumb to like say oh well Ohio State's never had a good quarterback but it's just it just continues to prove itself. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's possible maybe uh, Ohio State just sucks the talent out of uh, quarterbacks. Maybe Trey Lance is North Dakota tough man. I haven't seen him throw. He seems more like a bruising quarterback, but what do I know? He played one game this year. Yeah, it it is weird. Uh I I don't know who I want out of these out of those three. Um I feel like I don't know. I feel like Fields at least I, I like the like I said, I like the guys who win. So Fields yeah. is on a winning team. Know that I know, I know it didn't close. work out with Dwayne Haskins, but it's it's whatever. I I don't know. I I have no idea at this point, but uh, I I'd, I'd like the I, at least they're being aggressive and trying to get their guy. So we'll see if it works out for him. They, I, I mean, like it for him. Obviously, it, the Forty ers have like a good team around the quarterback, so that's one. They'll at least be whoever they pick. They'll be able to build around. He'll have a nice supporting cast. Um, he'll be like they'll have every chance to develop him into what they want him to be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I love it just because it makes things 
much more open for the Bengals. I mean, the biggest threat to take Panay Sewell was the Dolphins, and now they're picking six. So, true. Hope, like, if everything goes the way people think it's going to go, the Bengals should have their pick of, you know, whoever the hell they want. Yeah, I'm just, I guess I'm just always wary of like the SEC quarterbacks because, you know, even though Matt or Zach Mettenberger was a uh, six round pick, you know, he had Jarvis Landry and yeah. Odell Beckham. Your teams are you so know? good. Like, your teams are so good that it's tough. And you're surrounded by so many good athletes. That's why I'm so just kind of out on Mac Jones. I, I can't think of a quarterback that came out of Alabama that was just a raw, real good talent. Um, yeah, not, not in a long time. Yeah, Adrian I mean, McCarron, he did good in that yeah. game. Sorry to bring that up, Reap, but uh, He did his job. Jeremy Hill didn't do his job. <laughs> so I got no bad will against AJ McCarron. But yeah, I, I was about to bring him up because I do see similarities between AJ McCarron and Mac Jones. Um, I do think Mac Jones, I don't know if this is important to NFL teams. I would think so. But like he definitely made a leap this year compared to last year when he had to come in for an injured Tua. Um, you know, he looked like a backup quarterback last year. And then this year, he got just significantly better. And I don't know if the NFL is looking at that and thinking he could just like it's clicked for him. And so they see that as some value. But yeah, I, mean, I, can't you're right. I can't remember if it was Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddell, and they somebody asked them, um, you know, which quarterback was better, Jalen Hurts or uh, Tua, and he said Mac Jones. Yeah, um, one, one of the two that, that said that. Um, obviously, I, I don't know if that really means anything because you know, you're a receiver, you have personal relationships with all these guys. You might just yeah. have the best relationship <laughs> with Mac Jones, which is probably- it's also Mac Jones is your cor- current quarterback, so you'd probably not want to piss him off. <laughs> well, I think it was after the season, but oh, okay. still. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I, I don't really think that means anything, but just a little, little note. Um, cause, cause maybe Mac Jones is good. I don't know. I, I doubt it, but we'll see. Um, I feel like there have also been a lot of slams on Kirk cousins, by the way, just like, you know, shots at just because they're like, Oh, well, Kyle Shanahan, likes Kirk Cousins, so he probably likes Mac Jones, and then everybody's like, well, you really want to draft Kirk Cousins at number three? And I'm like, all right, was that really necessary? Like, (laughs) just drive-by shooting Kirk Cousins. (laughs) Kirk Cousins got the first fully guaranteed contract in the NFL, you ass. (laughs) He's a revolutionary. That's true. Um, All right, anyway, I do... And... Do we want to talk about the Dolphin side of things? Uh, I guess they, they traded up to six with the Eagles. Uh, I don't. I don't really think there's much to talk about there. Yeah, we kind of touched on it when I was talking about the Dolphins. Yeah. As I slowly uh, realized that their free agency wasn't as great as I thought it was. <laughs> I realized I didn't have much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> or you just picked the team and was like, oh, let's talk about the free agency." Well, because I did. Because I'm an idiot, and I remember like. Whenever they got Isaiah Wilson, I saw articles about how that's probably like good for the Bengals because they could get an offensive lineman because the Dolphins probably wouldn't go for it. And I was like, okay, they filled their like 
offensive line need and they got Will Fuller. And then I realized it was Isaiah Wilson who sucks and they released. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, well that hole's not filled then. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, I, I think the Dolphins free agency was kind of okay. They got Will Fuller, which was the biggest thing. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it, honestly. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, getting the extra first round pick was nice. Um, I think that's definitely helpful. All right, well, I, I never got to say which uh, team I uh, thought had like a so-so free agency. Um, so this was a little mixed for me. I think they did make some good signings, but also had some signings that left me scratch my head. I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and oh, there were a couple signings I liked. The Malcolm Butler signing. I liked the Rodney Hudson signing or trade. Um, was I, I also liked. Um, but I don't know. Like bringing in A.J. Green and J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt is still a very good player. Um, but I don't know. I'd rather keep Hassan Reddick, who – broke out last year was a first round pick of yours and you were playing him at the wrong position for the first three years of his career. And then finally let him, uh, let him play the position he played in college. And he was great. He, he got 12 and a half sacks. Jalen Jones was out. He was like their easily their best pass rusher. Um, why not keep the young talent? I mean, JJ Watt will, I think be good for them for sure. He's a good vet, but I think they're uh, they're misreading where their team is. I don't think this team is a Super Bowl contender by any means, and I don't think they should just be like going all in for right now. I think they they have a young quarterback, they have some talent for the future. I think they should be building on that and building their team for the future, not trying trying to go in all in right now. Um, and like I mean, signing AJ Green, like. Come on, yeah. man. You're, I, I saw a Bleacher Report where it's like, oh, look at the Cardinals receiving core now. Yeah, it's we like, were five years in the past. Yeah. It's like, yeah, A.J. Green, Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, three potential Hall of Famers. Yeah, that's great. But, I mean, two of them are Two of them are well past anymore. their prime. <laughs> and Larry Fitzgerald probably going to retire. So, uh, I, I don't believe in Christian Kirk at all. And AJ Green was like the fourth best receiver on the Bengals last year. So AJ Green took up so many goddamn targets because I think Zach Taylor and just the Bengals at large were unwilling to accept how bad he was. Me included. I kept on just thinking, oh, it's just rust. It's just rust because he had all last year off. And then the season was over. And I was like, oh, no, he's just bad. He's just bad at this point. I don't know if he just gave up because the team was obviously not competing or if he was still injured slightly or what, but he is not worth $6 million a year at this point. It just seems risky, too, that two of your biggest free agency signings are very likely to be injured like <laughs> midway through the season. J.J. Watt's back could act up. You know, A.J. Green has had a lot of lower body injuries in the past few years. So it's just, it just seems risky. I like what they've done though. The NFC West is going to be very competitive. So they made as many moves as they could to, you know, make sure their team is 
competitive with everybody else. And I agree with you guys, the injuries and all that stuff and overpaying might catch up to them, but the Arizona Cardinals are starting to feel like they have some swagger again. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I think they will be a, a good team this year. I just, I, I don't think, I, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender and I don't, and I think these moves were, they made these moves like they were. Um, that's the reason I just wasn't a huge fan of their free agency, but, um, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Kyler Murray will just become an MVP and lead him to a Super Bowl. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, any other uh, big free? What what do you guys think about about the Saints? I was impressed that they were able to get under. Well, they're like like only like a million or so over the salary cap right now. Um, obviously, I mean, the salary cap. The, if the Chiefs have taught me anything, it's that the salary cap doesn't exist. Or <laughs> if you're if you're wanting to win, you can get around the cap. Does not matter what your situation is. Yeah, like if you want to win. You can restructure every single deal on your team <laughs> and, and get whoever you want. And then, and then, yeah, and then pay <laughs> Joe Tooney like $80 million. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think starts next year, Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill? Ooh, My money's gotta, on Jameis. It's got to be Jameis Winston. Taysom Hill can't throw a ball. <laughs> Throwing the balls for scrubs. <laughs> I, I believe they'll both play. Just go I mean, I could, <laughs> well, for sure, Taysom Hill will play. If, if yeah. He, I could uh, definitely see Sean Payton just being so stubborn to be like, no, I'm going to win with Taysom Hill. I'm never throwing the ball, and we're still going to f***ing win <laughs> until the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Saints free agency has been them kind of trying to figure out how to – get out of the negative and into <laughs> just somewhat of a positive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with their cap room. Yeah. Just sadly so, realizing that their Super Bowl window is passed and like, well, what do we do now? Yeah. Yeah. I think the real winner from the NFC South is uh, definitely the Bucks. Yeah. Keeping the every Bucks. single guy. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's nice. Um, for sure. Obviously you want to keep the Super Bowl team together. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't think like their team is some sort of juggernaut that, you know, because I mean, they weren't that, you know, I mean, they, yeah, were, like, they went like 11 and then they go like 11 Let's and five. See. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're still be a good team. They'll be in contention for sure. Um, but you know, it's not like, it's not like some of the other Super Bowl winners keeping their teams together. And, you know, they do have some older players too, including, you know, their quarterback, who uh, obviously was still very good last year, but who knows if that can continue forever. Maybe it will. Maybe he'll just play till he's 100. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. also, uh, uh, quickly, I want to hit on uh, what I think uh, the, the quarterback trades. Um, we talked, obviously, about the Jared Goff Matthew Stafford trade, um, but we didn't really talk about the Rams side of it. Um I think Matthew Stafford on the Rams and Sean McVay's offense, like I think that's just going to make a world of difference. The Rams didn't do much in free agency, but I think that in itself is just going to make them really like right back in it as a Super Bowl contender. Because Sean McVay, I think, has almost been slept on as you know one of the best coaches 
in the NFL, if not the best coach in the NFL, especially on offense. And I think having a quarterback like Matthew Stafford who can make all the throws um, will make a world of difference for, for this offense. Am, yeah, and yeah. it'll be nice for him to have a 100-yard rusher for once. Uh, Cam Akers Maybe. hopefully breaks out for them next season. <laughs> Maybe they'll just go. It'll be like the Rel Henderson and Cam Akers will just be splitting it at everything. And we'll probably draft somebody else too. And now with the Lions <laughs> having DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams watch them get a bunch of 100 yard games. <laughs> <laughs> And I bet I bet you DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams are top two in scrimmage yards for the Lions. I can see that. Yeah, it's still I might mean, mean that they have like seven hundred scrimmage yards each. But awesome here's true. the three moves the Rams have made: uh, they got Matt Stafford, they signed Deshaun Jackson, and then they re-signed Leonard Floyd. Or they signed Leonard Floyd to a four-year, sixty-four million dollar contract. I hate yeah, the so- Deshaun Jackson signing. Hate that it. is it. You hate it. Um, so all all of their all of their pieces are there. Um, When's the last time that dude has played a full season? Oh, he's not, he's never he's not going to play a full season. But <laughs> you know, you get him for a couple games, he'll give you a couple long touchdowns. What's wrong with that? I just I doesn't <laughs> seem worth it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not spending my money, so. It's I forgot funny. who it was. Yeah, it's Terry I, Bradshaw's money. <laughs> I saw. I forget what it was, or like what was asked of him, or something. I think it was just like why he signed with the Rams, and he was talking about how he just wants to pay or play for like someone who can compete and like he has a chance to get in a ring or whatever. And then someone just commented and said, "No, he just wanted to be in L.A. while on IR. It's a nicer place than <laughs> well, Philly on good, IR. That's a good reason." <laughs> <laughs> He also uh, likes Jay a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, um, I think the Colts are interesting signing or trading for Carson Wentz. Um, I I think that could go either of two very different ways, but I think there's a lot of upside there. Um, there's also he could just be a disaster, but they have not done much in free agency apart from that either. So. That we'll, we'll see. I mean, they have a obviously a loaded roster apart from quarterback. So um, also could use some receivers. But I'm surprised we've gotten this far without talking about the Eagles. I mean, yeah. Well, they're they're an afterthought. <laughs> they they signed Joe Flacco and Anthony <laughs> Harris. Uh, Anthony uh, Harris is a beast. So I mean, that's that's a good signing. But that's pretty. They cool. did get him on one year, five million, which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, gotta I love mean, Joe it's, Flacco. It's interesting. A lot of these players taking a while. I mean, not. I mean, it's sort of obvious why they're doing it. Yeah. But I think just uh, you know, a lot of people taking cheaper one year deals because they, you know, with this uh, lower salary cap year, they think you know they can play really well and then get their big contract next year. Um, so it's interesting to see teams like take advantage of that and who uh, who what players will regret that or. Um, what players will not regret it and get huge contracts next year. Yeah, and, you know, I think their biggest re-signing was T.Y. Hilton and excited to see what happens there with yeah, T.Y. and Carson. Um, and Carson. And Marlon Mack. He, yeah, Marlon Mack. And Mack is back. 
Wentz has good rapport with tight ends, so we'll see what happens with Jack Doyle and Mo Alley Cox. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, yeah, hopefully Paris Campbell can stay healthy, and then if, you know he Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman and T.Y. Hilton. I guess that's not like a terrible receiving or like it could not be terrible if Pittman and Campbell are able to take a little step forward. Pittman looked looked pretty good at points last year, and Campbell looked pretty good before he got hurt for the year. I do wonder. Just because of how much Wentz's downfall seemed to come from the mental side and just like he was getting in his head too much and like hesitating and just taking too many sacks. I do wonder if they're going to try to like ease him into it and just maybe rely on Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack and uh, Naheem Hines for the first couple games and like slowly get him to have higher attempts as the season goes on or or how they're going to handle that. Because I do think a lot of his issues are just on the mental side. And I feel like if he starts out poor, then he's just going to be the same Carson Wentz that we saw last year. Yeah, I think the the fact that Frank Reich is coaching him is the thing that makes me more optimistic about this situation. Because I do think Frank Reich is definitely one of the best coaches in the NFL. And obviously he did it with Carson Wentz before, so... And while we're on the AFC South, uh, one disastrous free agency is the Houston Texans. <laughs> so we'll just dive into that real quick. Um, they got Ryan Finley, Tyrod Taylor. Then their uh, running back group is just a disaster with Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, and David Johnson. And then they uh, added three elite wide receivers in Chris Conley, <laughs> Andre Roberts, and Alex Erickson, and Dante Moncrief. God, and I'm then so they happy got Erickson tight end Pharaoh Brown and Ryan Izzo. I mean, this is – they have signed more people than any other team in the league. <laughs> um, oh, and all of these people are not going to help this team whatsoever. Well, uh, to be fair – the past few years, they have been like super top heavy and just not had a lot of depth and players. So now they have gone the complete opposite of that and decided to trade away all their star players and uh, just have a bunch of okay guys. Um, but yeah, they I, as long I, as somebody doesn't puncture Tyrod Taylor's lung, they can maybe go six and ten. Hey, Ryan Finley beat the Steelers. You never know what he could do. <laughs> I don't understand that one, though. It happened with somebody else. I think it was the Raiders offensive lineman, where it's like it's announced that they're releasing them. And then don't like a few them. hours. Yeah, I don't understand. How does that happen? How does that work? Uh, I mean, I, maybe some team just picked up the phone and was like, hey, uh, I'll give you but, some before. <laughs> but he's released. Like he was about to be released. Just pick him up. That you wouldn't well, have to he, give might sign up, some, he might sign somewhere else, you know? I, I guess, but it's Ryan Finley. His well, market cannot be <laughs> anything. Well, yeah, I was thinking more on the Rodney Hudson. Uh, yeah, that one, I Rodney guess. Hudson one. But makes I mean, more sense. This, this one, I mean, it was a late round pick swap. It's not like they really gave up, gave up anything. Um, yeah. So... Uh, it's uh, I don't know. 
I don't know why they wanted Ryan Finley at all, but it's uh, that's the Houston Texans for you. Yeah. I don't know if we want to touch on who their starting quarterback is going to be. Well, I don't think we have any clue right now. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of think it'll just be Deshaun Watson because I don't think they can trade him. And if he's on the roster there, I mean, unless he gets suspended. Like, I assuming this is hurtling towards a suspension. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess that is the most likely outcome. But I don't know how long it'll be. Maybe I don't yeah. know if everything will be settled by the time the season happens. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. One thing so, I am sure of, people will be pissed no matter what. For sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's not uh, my uh, Deshaun Watson favorite player uh, thing is kind of. Um, yeah, you might want to keep that on the down. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? I mean, so I just enjoy the way he plays. Um, and, you know, it was fun to watch. So Let's not talk about how much he wants his anus massaged by <laughs> Instagram mis- my physical therapist. Hey, I I have always said the thing I like most about him is that he just doesn't quit. So let's not just, go there. <laughs> moving on, it, maybe it can be a fault in some situations as well. <laughs> let's look at this from a fantasy perspective. Out of all of these signings. Is Philip Lindsay the one that you'd want on your fantasy team? Like who? I mean, yeah, I'd take him over any of the other running backs. Um, I don't want. I, I guess Brandon Cooks is still. Uh, I mean, not he's not a sign. Oh, that's the same true. People on yeah. Texans. Um, I guess, but if Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback, I was about to say then, if Tyrod Taylor is playing, who is worth it? Just <laughs> Philip Lindsay, maybe David Johnson. I mean, yeah, Philip Lindsay is like a really late round pick, and that's yeah. it. I, I mean, I guess Brand. I mean, Brandon Cooks is still draftable at that point, but I wouldn't really want him. I feel bad for Philip Lindsay. Wasn't it just like two years ago where he came out of nowhere and just stole the Broncos' job from Royce Freeman? Yeah, had a thousand yards. What happened? <laughs> I mean, it's not like he's been bad since then, but he, you know, he's he's so small. I don't think yeah. he could be like a workhorse back. Drew Locke happened. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how long they're going to believe he's a franchise quarterback before admitting, hey, maybe he's not. I, I think they've pretty much given up on that. This is one thing that I really have to. Uh, that I find kind of annoying that teams do that they'll have it, you know, they'll have like a huge need, like quarterback. Quarterback is kind of the most egregious time when they do it. So they won't address it in the first round and then they'll address it later on because they're like, oh, well, we really need this position. So we got to address it at some point. And like, obviously, the next year, it's like you still have a need because this guy was like, but yeah. the guy you drafted in the late rounds can't just like completely fill a hole for you. Like, like it, it so rarely works that a quarterback outside the first round is gonna like be a quality starter. Yeah, especially when like you're a team that just needs to start them right away. Like it just it just not gonna work out. Like it also reminds me of like when the Browns did it with Deshaun Kaiser. It was like, oh yeah, well we got all these good players in the first round, and then in the second round they're like. Oh, Deshaun Kaiser's still available? Let's take him. Everybody's like, oh, what a great value getting Deshaun Kaiser in the 
second round. It's like, if they thought he was any good, they would have drafted him with one of their three first-round picks. They obviously don't believe in him at all. Why are they drafting him? It's just a waste of a pick. I um, Yeah, I did look into that. I was trying to see, like, out of the late, not, I mean, I think I went, like, above pick 100. Like, who are the quarterbacks that have worked out? And the only two I could find for, like, the past 10 years... I think Russell Wilson was still under 100, but it was like Dak Prescott. And then if you want to count. Um, Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah. Kirk Cousins is on there. So three. Um, but I, he doesn't count. Why can't I? Uh, Minshew. Carter Minshew. Yeah. Those are like the best. Everyone else was just like backup at best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there aren't a lot of good quarterbacks in the fourth round beyond yeah i mean especially because like we were talking about how just quarterback scouting has changed where even if you can do like the minimum you're borderline first round pick so it's like what is left over after the first round now yeah like yeah if there's like like i said if there's a quarterback that you believe in you will draft him in the first round if you're not drafted in the first round then you obviously don't believe in this quarterback and you just get super lucky if you if he ends up working out but you don't want to force a quarterback in the starting if you're not drafted in the first round but like it does happen with other positions too i think second round not not in the second round but in like you'll draft guys in the later rounds like look what the like an example is the Patriots. They drafted two tight ends last year, like late round, because they yeah. had nobody at tight end. And now they're like, oh, wait, we still have no tight ends. Let's sign to a free agency. Yeah. Like Dalton Keene is at best, like, going to be a Kyle Juszczyk, just like fullback. And that's it, like a blocking tight end. Um, yeah. And then uh, I don't, I don't even know. What's the other guy's name? Uh, Devin Asiasi. Asiasi, yeah. I don't know what his skills are, but now he's probably tight end three. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think. And I forgot uh, they got Izzo in that draft too, who's now on the Texans. No, he wasn't. He wasn't this. Yeah, he wasn't. No. no. He's he's been on the team. Okay. Uh, Izzo is actually on the Texans now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, we've been talking for an hour and 15 minutes, almost an hour and 15 minutes now. So I think we're uh, trying to wrap up the podcast. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys want to do overreactions? I know Reeve never does. So, uh, I, I think we've, uh, we've probably gone long enough. Um, but uh, any closing thoughts, uh, you guys want to, uh, give? Yeah, Drew Locke, best QB in the NFL. All right, there's Pearson's overreaction right there. <laughs> um, uh, Reeb? Uh, if the Bengals draft Jamar Chase and Panay Sewell is on the board, I'm going <laughs> to send a lot of text messages to the group um, in anger. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'll, I'll do a quick overreaction since Pep did one. I will say uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be MVP. In uh, 2021, so I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> and Terry McLaurin will lead the league in receiving yards. The first co MVP ever. Terry McLaurin <laughs> and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes, absolutely. It's not even an overreaction. I, I actually think that's possible. <laughs> yeah, Terry McLaurin leading the league in receiving yards. I, I, that's not part of my overreaction. That's just 
That's just facts. <laughs> That's just right. happening. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And I know we were a little rusty. Uh, I was a little rusty in my hosting skill, but I think uh, we still gave you a good podcast. We will see you next time. Make it uncomfortable to beat every day, man. His spirit, I find it hard to be matched. Toughness, enthusiasm. Yeah.